This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you so much for the warm introduction. In the last year I had this chus to speak on behalf of Leib Laachim, so I'm very humbled and honored to be here again. And I asked, Onu, how did I do last year? And everybody said it was amazing. We were blown away. What did you speak about again? <laughs> so, perfect. I'll just give the same drush again this year. Um, but there's a very big difference between last year and this year. Last year, we lived in a world with Reb Chaim. It was an Eretz Yisrael with Reb Chaim. It was a Leib La'achim with Reb Chaim. But this year, we're, we live in a world without Reb Chaim. And it's an Eretz Yisrael. We see now what an Eretz Yisrael looks like without Reb Chaim. We see very quickly what Eretz Yisrael looks like without Reb Chaim. And now we're alev la'achim without Reb Chaim. But Chazal tell us, G'doylem tzadikim b'misasa an yosemi b'chayim. And now Reb Chaim, Reb Aaron Leib, they're balikisei hakavod, and they're mispalel for the continued siyata d'shmaya of the movement of the G'doyle Yisrael. And they continue to be mispalel for the return, as Rabbi Klugman said, of all of the Rebbe Nishon's kinderach. <coughs> And it's very fitting that today's meeting takes place in the home of Yedidi Rabiasi, who, you know, when I started the shul, the shul is also, we're calling it an international Torah center. Rabiasi me, gave me eights about how to set it up. I don't know if you remember how to set it up how to set up the whole matzav. And uh, I'm very grateful to Rabbi Yossi for his friendship and for his support. And specifically, one particular quality that I admire very greatly. You know, many people are very into G'dayle Yisrael. But for most people, G'dayle Yisrael... Yeah, the, most people are into G'dayle Yisrael as like a photo op. So you go to the Gadol's house, you snap a few pictures, you make sure you ask a question that's completely irrelevant to your life. You get the answer you want, or at least you craft the question in a way where you're going to get the answer you want, and you go home breathing a sigh of relief. You didn't ask anything that's going to change you. But Rabbi Yossi, over the years, I've spoken about many in Yanim with him, and what the Gadol says is what Rabbi Yossi does, and he doesn't ask with any preconceived notions, and that's his recipe in life, and Bez Hashem, it's a recipe for great siyat of the Shemaya, and Ramavarach Rabbi Yossi, and Continue to have bracha v'hatzlacha b'chol masa yada. There's an expression, money can't buy everything. Completely not true. There's nothing in this world that money cannot buy. Here's case in point. I was at uh, my kids' yeshiva dinner, and my son's uh, Rebbe came over to me. He said, Rebbe Gladstein, I have this question. Nobody was ever able to give me an answer. So already the juices are flowing because, you know, with a challenge like that, you know, bring it on. Bring on and hear what this question is. That nobody was ever able to give an answer. He said, the question is very simple. Yisachar and Zavulan. Yisachar learns. Zavulan supports. So Yisachar splits his schar with Zavulan. Zavulan gives some money to Yisachar. And they call it a day. They cut it even. We know they split the schar. The question is... That the Rebbe Hashem created man with an ailment. And that ailment is called the Yetzirah. Barasi Yetzirah, Barasi Tarah Tavlin. There's only one medication for the Yetzirah. 
You could say Pitamaktaris from a cloth, it's not going to do anything to the Yetzirah. You could go to Kerastir, it's not going to do anything to the Yetzirah. There's only one medicine for the Yetzirah. So Sisham writes, Vihine Poshadu. Shema Boire, Loibara, Lamakazu, Elorafuazu, Iefshar, Bishamponim, Lirape, Mizois Hamaka, Bilti Zois Harafu. Torah is only Rafua. So it's very nice, Zvulam gives money to Yisachar. And Zvulam gets some of the schar of the learning. But at the end of the day, Zvulam has a Yetzahara. Does Zvulam get the protection from the Yetzahara by supporting Yisachar? This was the question the Rebbe asked me. Like the Chavetz Chaim points out, you know, Avram Avinu is the Baal Chesed. We don't find anywhere in the Torah that the Yetzahara came along and had a wrestling match and tried to knock out Avraham Avinu. Because Avram Avinu does chesed, Yitzhar doesn't like chesed, but he could tolerate it. So he'll swallow it. And Yitzhak Avinu is a symbol of Avoida, so he's davening all day. Avoida, Gevura, the Yitzhar doesn't like him, but he's him. The Yitzhar doesn't come to knock out Yitzhak Avinu. But Yaakov Avinu is a symbol of Torah, and the Yitzhar comes and tries to kill Yaakov Avinu, and they're embroiled in a wrestling match, and the dust comes up, Ad Kisei HaKavayt, why is the Yitzhar trying to kill Yaakov? Because Yaakov is Torah. And Torah and the Yitzhar cannot coexist together. There ain't room for the two of them. So the Yitzhar has no choice but to try to kill Yaakov Avinu. So the question is, very nice, Zavulan pays Yisachar. How does he fight the Yitzhar? That's the question. So I told the Rebbe, I think I saw something on this. And umatsasi asha'ava nafshi, sure enough, I saw in the Chida, in Parshas Vayichi, in the Reish David, that the Chida says that Zvula, unless he think that it's very nice, I pay you sachar, but what's going to be with the Yitzhahara? Smach Zvulan b'tzei sacha, says the Chida. Let Zvulan be joyous that he could go out into the secular world, into an environment of Tumah, because he is protected from the Yitzhahara. Why? The Yitzhahar ba'yalach. In fact, the Chidah says, Zvulan is better than Yitzhahar. Because Yitzhahar is only protected, Be'idna da'asik be'i. Zvulan is protected the whole day. So the Chidah writes. So I already won good brownie points with my son's Rebbe. The good thing is, my next son had that Rebbe, so, you know, it worked out well. There's another Chidah. Because the Chidah writes, there are other benefits in this world you could actually buy with money. The Chidah says, what are the two greatest mitzvahs in the Torah? Number one, Talmud Torah. Number two, Chidah writes, Shalsachivus Yosef Oymetz, Simen Yates, living in Eretz Yisrael, the Chidah says. So what do you do if you live in Chutzars? Says the not a problem. You support people living in Eretz Yisrael. Says the Chidah, support people learning Torah in Eretz Yisrael. So you kill two birds with one stone. Money will answer your problem. He lives in Flatbush. He doesn't open up a Sefer. And he gets Schar Limud. You still have to learn now. <laughs> you get Schar Talmud Torah. You get protection from the Yitzhahara. And you get the Mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. But the Chavaz Chaim has a Kasha. Because what do you think happens in Eilam Abba? You go there. You give them like uh, tickets. You give here, I have seven tickets. Give me Eilam Abba. What's the Schar of Eilam Abba? The schar of oil is Yediyas HaToyrah. So if the guy worked his whole life and he doesn't know a blessed word of Shas, so how's he going to get schar in oil Haba? 
says the Chavaz Chaim, look in the Sfarim Hakdoshim, he means Sifrei Kabbalah, that if you pay and you support Torah, you don't just get Tzachar, you will get Yediyas HaTorah. You will be a Talmud Chacham Oyel Maba. Says the Chavaz Chaim, Ube Emes Dover Poshet Hu. Shahadam Hamachzik Loim De Torah, Afal Pishahaya Amal Oretz, Zoycha Shalo Asid Yeda Gamhu Es HaTorah. Okay, very nice. But here's the problem. There's one more thing you're going to need money for. There's something more important than Hachzak HaSatayah. Here's the bottom line. This whole world, what's it all about? What are we doing here? We're here to prepare for Olam Haba. Haskein Atzmecha Baproizdar Kedei there's a frightening Chavis Havavais. I don't know why this Chavis is not known. It's in Shara Bitachain and it's Bechlal not known. It's virtually unknown. Chavis Havavais says, Gemul Oilam Haba in Adam Roiloi b'maaseu Hatoiv Bovad. You can't get Oilam Haba by learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. You can't. You could use it up. You eat a good breakfast. Okay, very nice. You had a good morning stay there, but you ate a good breakfast, so we'll call it a day. And then you did another mitzvah, so you got some covet. You can't get go to Olam Haba because you're, you're, you're a good Jew. Says the Chavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
The story I heard when I was Menachem Avel, my Rosh Hashiva, when he lost his mother. I'm not going to say my Rosh Hashiva's name. It's public. I'm not. I'm not hiding it. I just Yiras Hakavod. I can't bring myself to say the name. I could tell you after. My Rosh Hashiva is a Rashiva of one of the largest yeshivas in America. It's a network of yeshivas. They have dozens of yeshivas throughout the United States. My Rashiva alone started a few yeshivas himself. He comes from Scranton, Pennsylvania. And when his mother passed away, he was sitting shiva, and his brother, Rashiva in his own right, said over the following story about a rabbi, Dr. Lou Nolman, who was a principal in Scranton, worked for Torah Masar for many years, and then moved to Eretz Yisrael. This is a letter that my Rashiva's mother, who had passed away, wrote to the family of Dr. Lou Nolman when Dr. Lou, when Rabbi Dr. Lou passed away. This letter was written by Mildred, okay? The koisev of this letter was Mildred, the wife of Sam, the parents of our Rashiva. The story begins on a warm, bright, sunny day in early July 1959 at Chapman's Lake. In the early afternoon, she's Mildred is writing to the, the children of Lou Nolman, your dear father came up to visit, quote-unquote, and as soon as I saw him, I realized what his mission was, and suddenly my day was not so bright. For at least a year, he had been working on me constantly to send my son David away to yeshiva. But I was determined to hold my own. I had all kinds of arguments with myself. My son was too young. Nobody in our community went away to yeshiva. Sam was much more open to the idea. And I was determined, and I mean very determined, not to change my mind. How well I remember that afternoon and the feeling of being drawn and won over gently, slowly, helplessly by your father's warm encouragement and soft but strong words. At that point, I began to feel I could no longer control the situation and he left in the early evening and I shuddered when he left me with the following parting words. Please know that if you don't send David to yeshiva... You will be guilty of robbing Klal Yisrael. Those words changed me, my family, and the Jewish people for history. We are terribly sorry and sad about your great loss. Please know few people accomplished in their lifetimes what your father did in his. And my Roshiva says over, imagine if his mother would not have taken that advice. He would have gone to a, a day school in Scranton. He would have been an honest Balabas, a Shemar Shabbos. He would have gone up to Shemayim and they would have said, No, where are your three yeshivas? Where are your dozens of moistas? Where are your thousands of Talmidim? If his mother had not made that fateful decision 72 years ago. I have a different take on the story. Rabbi Dr. Lou Noman. You think it was easy for him to harass Mildred and Sam every single week? Send David to Yeshiva, send David to Yeshiva, send David. You know, after like three times, what if he would have said, okay, they don't want to send David to Yeshiva. It's not my problem. I gave it my best. I gave it my best shot. And on to the next. What if Dr. Lou Noman would have given up and thrown in the towel? He would have gone up to Shemayim. 
and they would have said, Lug, you're guilty of robbing Klal Yisrael. You could have been Matzel and Nefesh, who would have produced thousands of Talmidim, myself included. Why didn't you give it an extra shot? Why didn't you try one more time? You know, we speak about Leva Achim registering tens of thousands of kids in yeshiva. Forget the numbers. How much does it cost for one kid? One kid. 500 bucks. 540. 540. So you already made out your check for $1,000. Hopefully. <laughs> but you could have added another 540. And you could have saved one more kid. And that kid could have been a God of Israel. Well, you think a God of Israel could only come from B'nai Brak and have Hamish appearance and learn in a regular yeshiva? When Chazal say, Hizaru shemehem You think it means, oh, the kid's parents don't have money, so he could be a gadol. That's not what it means. Hizaru could come from a background where they don't know Torah and they don't know Kriya Shema. How many gadol Yisrael? You ever heard TorahAnytime.com? You should. I recommend that. <laughs> Who started it? Shimon Kolyakov dear friend of mine with his brother Ruvain. They're in public school. A Rabbi Deutscher was matzel them. And they saved these two kids and they started something. Tarni at time is responsible for millions of hours of limaratayah. Who started it? A guy who went to yeshiva on Coney Island Avenue on Ocean Parkway? These were public school kids. They made an impact on Kalani Yisrael. That one kid that you save could change the face of Kali Yisrael forever. So if you're on the front lines of Leib Achim and you have the opportunity to be Mekayim Zikoi Harabim, which is greater than any mitzvah that you will ever do, great. If you're not on the front lines, you could go there by opening up your hearts and contributing to Leib Achim and tapping into the Zuchus that will buy the most important commodity that we all need, a piece of Olam Haba. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.